if it was a room full of 400 people and it was called Hogan Con, and Hulk Hogan was up on stage going, listen, brother, the hotel's threatening to shut us down, dude. If you don't give me $17,000, I want You know, I might just be like, mm. I've got money, Hulk. <laughs> and, then, and then we all hulked out. You know, we all hulked yeah. up. I, I will admit, even Vince McMahon, billionaire Vince, if he just showed up, looked me in the eyes and said, I know I'm a billionaire, pal, <laughs> but I also need $14,000 for the next live Raw. I would fucking probably get out some money because that's there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, dude, Vince needs us. Is this, is this Mike? Well, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Listen, hotel's threatening to shut us down if we don't get $14,000, bud. Uh, you know, if, if you uh, give me that money, I'm going to open a can of whoop ass. Oh, yeah, this is the Macho Man's ghost, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking, thinking about what you got in your coin purse. It's the money ourselves, yeah. Maybe if we just got a little bit of money together ourselves, we can keep this match going. Dig it! Welcome there, everybody. Welcome to the Time Pals Podcast. I'm Brett the Porkman Baker. Here with me, as always, is Mikey underscore. Hey, everybody. What's happening, man? And joining us again this week, we got Shadow Spartan. What up, my friend? How's it going, guys? Glad to be back. Glad to have you back, sir. This one should be a fun one. So today we're going to be talking about the the classic internet disaster, which was Dashcon, a convention run by uh, Tumblr users. Dashcon refers to uh, the homepage of Tumblr, like any homepage, like Facebook or more than that. The homepage of Tumblr is called the Dashboard. So that's why they called it Dashcon, because they tried to call it TumblrCon in the beginning, but uh, Tumblr wanted pretty much nothing to do with it. <laughs> so... Were you guys ever into the whole uh, online journal thing, your Tumblrs, your live journals, or Zangas? Or did you guys, were you guys ever into cons in general? Yeah, I was. I, I did have a blog, and I used WordPress a lot. But the cool thing about Tumblr that I liked is that it was like a multimedia blog space. And um, I understood why it worked really well with a lot of like teenage, angsty people, because... Uh, it wasn't cool, like Tumblr, a blog on Tumblr, it wasn't cool to like write a whole journal entry about how you're feeling. It was more cool like to have a blog entry, and all your blog entry was was a gif of Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice saying, I myself am strange and unusual. And like that was a cooler blog than actually like writing out a whole blog entry. And that's what made Tumblr, like Tumblr really popular. See, for me, I, I had the live journal on the Zanga. Tumblr looked like it was too cool. So, like, if you were me, you had live journal to cry into, but Tumblr was something that you wouldn't do if you, because, like, it, it would give you too much anxiety because somebody might actually read my Tumblr. <laughs> so I never used it. I never used it. I used everything else in the world but that one. Um, in terms of, um, I used to go to, like, your Comic Cons and, what, like, and whatnot before it got, like, really, really Hollywood. 
Um, I went to it when it was at that little bit of a sweet stage before, like, you know, Iron Man made it, like, you know, a big deal to have Robert Downey Jr. show up. Um, the biggest celebrities that I would see there were either comic book artists or they were, um, like, like, the most B-level celebrities. I remember, like, one year I went to a bar and Seth Green was there. And as I'm talking, you know, Seth, this little dude, and nobody really gives a shit, you know, except for a bunch of, like, random, like, you know, Family Guy fans, because that was what was going on at the time. Mm. And I sat down next to this big dude with a big chin, and turns out it was Seth MacFarlane. And you're, we're talking, like, just a little tiny bar in the middle of downtown San Diego. Um, as I'm walking around, Hero, the, the Asian dude from the TV show Heroes, is oh, yeah. literally just kind of wandering around, followed by, like, maybe 15 girls just screaming his name as he's going down the street. I guarantee you those were probably the biggest stars on that day. It was like a Saturday night. Right. Now it's actual, like, you know, now The Rock is walking around, right? He's got, like, 30 bodyguards. Here it's a bunch of just random, you know, dudes from TV just hanging out. And then part of that was I, I used to go to present at ApeCon, which is the alternative press expo. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah they, they were hooked up with Comic-Con, but ApeCon pretended like it was this cool, like, indie thing, you know? And the, and the reason why I'm mentioning it is kind of preface the, the mindset of somebody who used to present at a convention and then someone who obviously used to go to one. There's definitely something to it where you you feel like you're part of something that, uh, that you're looking um, for other people who are just like you. So, like, the reason why ApeCon was cool was here we were me and you know my friend Arnold Brown you know making comics and stuff like that and like we were we were the indie guys you know we weren't you know sellouts or whatnot and we thought you know we thought we were hooking up with other friends that were just like us you felt like you're in this little world that nobody else knew about trying to sell your craft and at the same time because we were technically owned by Comic-Con um, no matter how indie we went there were like the guys who were voicing the Simpsons and stuff you were still selling out to your corporate masters Exactly. Like you didn't really know that. I mean, you didn't. Well, you knew that, but you never really said it out loud. So there was a lot of looking around, being like, "Dude, man, we don't read capes. Capes are stupid. Superman's stupid." Anyway, um, here's Tress McNeil. Which I guess she's okay. And you're just like, and it, and it was, it was thrill house. Kind of, yeah, right. You you do that thing of that that everybody did. And 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 my, and my whole point is, I understand. Even though I wasn't a Tumblr guy, I understand kind of the mindset of DashCon where you think to yourself, I'm going to be with a bunch of other people who are just That's, like yes, me. Yes, absolutely. There's way more pe of us than people realize, quote unquote, and we're going to go to this convention where we can all be together and it's going to be fun. And there's no, because I'm a good person, there's no way this is going to be run by, by a bunch of scumbags and assholes because I'm not one. So thus nobody else in this, in this, you know, special group is. It's kind of the way I see myself with wrestling fans. Right. Where we're all stupid and kind of like, nobody likes us. We're the coolest kids in the library. But you get a group of us together that all understand that we wasted a lot of our lives watching baby oiled <laughs> up dudes body slam each other and grunt. And we, we literally were like, okay, I speak your language. Cool. You know what I mean? Um, same thing with Dashcon. Absolutely. Shadow, did you wow. did you much of the uh, the blog space universe? <sighs> Not really. I've always 
heard so much about Tumblr, but usually it was just negative stuff or just the crazy stuff from the news. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I'm not touching that. Well, Tumblr became, like, for me, as someone who didn't do it, Tumblr, though, I, I always associated with just porn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what kind of porn, to be honest with you. I'm assuming not nothing illegal, but I remember Tumblr had a had done something where they, like, stopped all, like, I don't know if it was all pornography or what it was, but I remember like just reading the news report about it. And then suddenly they're, they're, uh, you know, whatever they measure their success with, it went like completely downhill because mm-hmm. now you couldn't get all your free boobs. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't, and again, I, I'm not the right person. That to was, about Tumblr, that was but. definitely it. I remember the uh, suicide girls had a huge presence on Tumblr. So, you know, the suicide girls, all the mm, girls, okay. they're like, it's like, it's all like tattoo playboy, you know. That's what Suicide Girls is. Yes, yeah. it's all girls with tons of tattoos, naked, you know. Magazine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that they were really um, popular on Tumblr. Uh, the best, yeah. the best representation of what Tumblr was, it became really porn written until they kind of mixed the whole porn thing. Was I remember seeing a picture, and I think it was from like a Japanese game show, and this guy had like a glitter dildo bomb went off in his hands and it was, there, was, there was like glitter dildos flying through the air but then the caption, the bottom text caption said, opening Tumblr in public Oh jeez <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense It almost sounds like what's going on now with OnlyFans Yeah. For a while it was pornography on there and that's how you were successful but now OnlyFans has turned around and said, yeah, we're not doing that anymore Twitter had a mate, had a pretty hardcore. I think a lot of Tumblr people, when Tumblr shut that thing down, went to Twitter. And I was like, God, what's have. happening to Twitter? <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's like they know sex sells, but once you get too big, it becomes taboo and you don't want to do that anymore. So companies have to swap over and go, yeah, no, we're not into that anymore. Anyway, to get you know, back on topic here... Um, so anyway, like, so our story starts in uh, 2013. Group of Tumblr users. I don't really want. I don't want to use their last names so much. I'm not trying to out them totally. Completely. So it was three Tumblr users. It was a girl named Roxanne, a girl named Meg, and this guy Kane. <laughs> we'll talk about it in more detail. This dude's pretty pretty interesting. Um, so they got together and they started this Indiegogo called uh, TumblrCon Startup, and they were trying to raise five thousand dollars to just get this get the conversation started, basically on having a Tumblr convention. So the goal is to pay for like software and get the right grants and files and paperwork in order to put on a convention, and they wanted to put it in Chicago, a hotel in Chicago. And uh, the thing that I thought was interesting is they did make it a flexible goal. Does anyone know what that means when they make it a flexible goal? Flexible goal. I mean, they're probably just aiming for it. No, actually a flexible goal, which is interesting to me, and that's usually my first sign of trouble when if someone's asking for an Indiegogo backup, if it's a flexible goal, I usually don't go for it. A flexible goal means that even if you don't achieve your goal, you get to keep the money. Oh, geez. <laughs> so that was... That's, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Indiegogo was famous for that. Yeah, well, we got to $4,999. And sorry, folks, didn't make it. But thanks for everybody. And 
to buy. Thanks for your money. Yeah, pretty much. So wow. And uh, prizes for donating were pretty were pretty horrible. You know, like I think one prize was like if you donate a hundred dollars, you get a business card with your Tumblr username on it. And then the prize for donating five hundred dollars was a Tumblr T-shirt and a gift basket. So wow, dreaming big. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted that stuff for five hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So you make fun of it, but we were the last episode. We were talking about the Halo stuff, and we were begging someone to throw in a T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I would want a Halo t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I want to talk about this guy, Kane Hopkins, I believe his name is, but there's just Kane is what he usually goes by here. Just to, you know, to have this guy on board is kind of like, uh, he's been accused of being a grifter, which I think he's the first guy to be accused of being a grifter since, like, 1940. Whoa. <laughs> He's, he's allegedly had scammed people before trying to be in, I don't know so much as conventions, but trying to be a part of like pyramid schemes and stuff like that. And uh, there was a big accusation that uh, rumored that he flew to London, uh, used a fake British accent and changed his name to Loki. Lied about being in an Ivy League college to try to scam people out of money with some other business scheme. Not the greatest guy to be a part of, you know, starting this whole convention. Yeah, this is why you have background checks. Yeah. Um, and then the other two is Roxanne and Meg. Now, Meg, not much was known about her. She was in her 30s. Uh, Kane was also in his 30s. Roxanne, who is kind of like the light of this whole thing, Roxanne was really, was actually the only one really trying to put on this whole show and make sure it's going swimmingly. Roxanne is 19 years old, trying to start this whole thing and take action and be proactive and make this whole convention and making, you know, hoping to get, they're hoping to get 5,000 people in this, you know, hotel. Megan Kane just seemed to be there for, I don't know why. <laughs> so, <laughs> to get the money and run is what it sounds like. I'm not sure. Think about that for a second though. 5,000 people. That's what they're estimating. Yeah. Yeah, they themselves are estimating 5,000 people are going to show up to go to panels to talk about basically nothing. This is not like this is not like a like a Comic-Con where a bunch of, you know, Marvel fans can get together. And I can see 5,000, you know, screaming X-Men fans in one room. What do you base 5,000 people on? You know what I mean? Yeah, when you think about it. If it I mean, at DashCon, they weren't it wasn't so much Marvel as it was Loki. <laughs> That's one of the one of them was uh, a Loki. One of the panels was a uh, was a Loki like a appreciation panel, and I'm like not Marvel and not Thor or the Avengers. There's a there's a fandom of just Loki. You know, I get it, I get it, handsome dude. You know, but a whole panel for just Loki related items. You know, it just. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see a world where you're going to get five thousand people just to talk about Tom Hiddleston. You know, I don't know. But it is interesting because they had a Marvel panel there, but they're like, no, we got to have a Loki one specifically. Yeah. I mean, there was the fandom for it, but I don't know. 
that one was just that one kind of interests me. So, um, so they it was at the uh, Renaissance Hotel in downtown uh, Chicago. They were expecting anywhere from three thousand to seven thousand attendees, and they did put up the prices on their uh, Tumblr page, the Dashcon page. So a weekend badge was sixty five dollars for the whole weekend. It doesn't sixty five for the whole weekend. Sixty five dollars for the whole weekend. Um, wow, a weekend that's, badge. That's a deal. Yeah, a weekend badge with SPG ticket is seventy dollars. Now this is the part we were probably asking. What is SPG? It was the biggest band on Tumblr, apparently, that I've never heard of. It was a steampunk-themed uh, emo band called Steam Powered Giraffe. I've never heard of them. Mike? Not to hate on them, just sorry, I don't know anything about them. Mike, does that ring a bell? No. Steam Powered Giraffe? Not at all, but, but I, I will say this. They, they did this kind of thing a lot so we'll, we'll we'll talk about the panels and the unfortunate situation where a lot of these guys were screwed over yeah so or you could buy just a steam powered giraffe ticket for 25 dollars. so so steam powered giraffe was only playing um friday so i guess so i guess you couldn't get single day tickets for saturday or sunday but i guess you could get just a friday ticket and go see um uh, you know, see steam powered giraffe. I've looked up their stuff, and it's mm-hmm. actually hauntingly interesting enough to, to listen to. It's it's very mm-hmm. in your own time. You know, if we had a more technical setup, I might play something by them. But you're kind of like, it's enough to pique your interest and be like, this is interesting. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. You know, they they they're they're a band posing as like steampunk themed robots. So they're like they're kind of like painted like robot. concept, and it's like it's kind of folksy, kind of. So it's kind of futuristic because it's steampunk, you know. So it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it definitely if if you said they came out of Tumblr, I'm like, yes, yes, they did. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, boy, can't wait to listen to them at DashCon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you arrive Friday, and you're like, I am here for my steampunk giraffes. Yeah, so I think um, Friday, the only two things, there was only two things scheduled for Friday, is what I remember. Um, Friday was like registration, and then uh, steam-powered giraffes, and then... Um... Well, well let, let's back it up just a little bit. So when it comes to the... Booking of the uh, it was with the Renaissance something like that. Um, what exactly are they paying? Like what what how much are they asking for this DashCon? Because it, it goes it kind of goes into like the issue that they had. Basically, I don't have the number in front of me, Baker. So if you if you remember it, definitely shout it out. But they had to do a special kind of scam when it came to booking this hotel. Instead of just they basically like kind of half booked it. So they have a verbal deal with the Renaissance. They say, okay, look, instead of paying you guys the full amount, we're going to pay you X amount of money. And then we are so confident that we are going to get so many people here that we will just pay you in cash as people start coming in. Um, I think I I remember reading it. It was supposed to be something like $20,000 in total. Yeah. And 
Renaissance beast, and it, it was entirely on them. Renaissance saw how poorly the sales were when they came in, that they actually reneged on the whole verbal part of it. And they just said, look, you signed a contract that said at any point in time, we can just collect all the money up front. So we're going to demand all the they, they didn't see the sales. They just saw the turnout. They were because they were told by the organizers of Dashcon that there were three thousand to five thousand people by Saturday when there was only a room full of, at best, five hundred people. They yeah, they got, on, uh, well, at best, yeah. it was probably about three hundred and fifty. Yeah, if you that was yeah, it. That, that was like the best estimate they could get. Yeah, so they knew that they weren't because. You know, they knew they weren't going to get that twenty thousand, so they they demanded everything. There's a re- there's a reason I bring that up about about um, they don't know what what the amount that uh, they're the uh, organizers are making on the door, just on the ticket sales of people coming through the door. So, um, uh, what's the podcast? That the, pretty much the most pop two popular things at Dashcon were. The steam powered giraffes, and then that podcast. What was the name of that podcast? Uh, well, they're they're technically they were trying to sell three people, so they're basically basing around a group called the Baker Street Babes. Oh, the Baker I Street. Believe, right. Yeah, they were they were based off of the uh, the Sherlock TV show where everybody just that was big at that time. Right. Sherlock was huge at the time, so mm-hmm. these were the this was like the main attraction. And then there's another one where there's supposed to be a, a reading. It's um, gonna... Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. Thank yes. you, Night That's Vale. What it was. Yeah. As you said, it started at like 9 a.m. for registration. But most of the panels and like everything that was scheduled was until 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a couple hours for people just to do like a couple things. One was they had one TV and one console for video gaming. Yeah, that was their that was what they, they announced as their video game yeah. room. <laughs> the game yeah, room. One console, one oh. TV, two chairs. And then I guess throughout they had raffles going on. I know like in even into the weekend. And your grand prizes for winning your raffles was free mints that they got from the hotel. <laughs> Congratulations, here's a free mint. And they and they had all kinds of panels, the LGBTQ panel, as you said, like Sherlock, and they had broad ones for like anime. But, oh, but even the LGBTQ panel, this is how poorly they thought it out. They put up something like four chairs for like six guests. Oh yeah, and, they had, and, they, and, they had, <laughs> and then they brought up the shortest table. So yeah. like it, you know. So here you have your guests over there. Guests being an operative word for later. But they they uh, they had their guests out, and they don't even have enough chairs for them to sit up. So you have these these guys who are supposed to be talking about these heavy issues, basically standing around sweating. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know it's it's terrible. Now, now and a yeah. lot of this organization comes down from so it's three organizers, two of which do not really give a shit, and then the rest are all volunteers, which uh, the Dashcon organizers put out a whole thing for volunteers a couple months before Dashcon. So you have all these volunteers, um, and then two people who a lot of the volunteers were saying they couldn't find them half the time. Like, I guess Roxanne, the 19-year-old girl, was always there right in the morning, like 9 o'clock in the morning, trying to help as best as she could with, you know, it isn't 3,000 people, but it's one 19-year-old person who doesn't know what they're doing trying to organize an entire convention, and still 400 people, one person trying to 
corral 400 people. And apparently Meg and Kane decided just to get drunk the night before in their rooms, and they didn't come out of their rooms until 1 o'clock. And just in case you're curious about the other things on the, the, the Friday night or the Friday afternoon, that the thing you spent $65 to go to, after the Welcome to DashCon part of it and your their hype over the tabletop and video game room, which consisted of no tabletops and one game console, um, they had, and this is no bullshit, here are their, their list of events. They have A Day in the Life of Hogwarts, <laughs> Many Lives of Sherlock Holmes, A Disney Sing-Along, Classic tabletop for beginners. These are all things that I. These are all topics that we will probably say out loud someday. Um, mm-hmm. Disney versus DreamWorks, Steampunk, and Shadowhunters. And then after that, it's, it basically becomes like this mishmash of words. Don't panic. Video making 101. Weird science. Depression and anxiety tools and support. And Karen McGee's fandom tea party. That's. I don't know what any of that shit was supposed to be or how that. Was I like. To uh, I like hidden that. treasures. Video games you've never played. Right? Are they are they treasures <laughs> if you've never played them? Really? And here's the thing: yeah. knowing what I know about um, about Tumblr just from you guys and from the vague things I remember in the past. 10 p.m. dramatic fanfic readings, 18 and over only. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And like, for, uh, for, uh, did you read a, some of those? <laughs> for, did I read them back then? I probably did. No, I mean, did you see what some of those panels were? The 18 stuff of that they had BDSM panel. And they had the Omega Verse. Do you know what the Omega Verse is? Oh man, please tell me what the Omega Verse is. I read one sentence and I gave up on it. It's a verse where males are allowed to get pregnant. I was like, nope, oh. I am not reading into this. I'm done. Oh, you know what the name of that? I see. You know what the name of that event is? On at least on the schedule, it's called "Can You Not K N O T." exploring the Omegaverse. Oh and I had no God. idea what that meant. I, I thought that was still part of the BDSM thing because that makes so much more sense now. I mean, there's that a lot more to it, sense. but as soon as I read that sentence, I'm like, nope, that is not for me. <laughs> you know, well, you know what? That's, that same hour, they also had stage combat demo. You know, I... Which I, has, has <laughs> to just be us, like guys like us in our shape hitting each other with cardboard tubes. <laughs> Of course, of course. I, I, you know, I was, I was, was kind of curious what went into no chick flick moments at 7 p.m. I mean, it seemed to be about a pretty enlightened group of people. So no chick flick moments seemed like for the dads of Tumblr or something. Hey, no chick flicks around here, pal. You know? <laughs> yeah. In the midst of the LGBTQ channel, and then all of a sudden there's somebody putting on no chick flick moments. Yeah, I'm sorry to regret not going to this. <laughs> well, and then if none of that excited you enough, they had a ball pit. Now, you you would you would think they would get, you know, a really big massive ball pit for the thousands of people coming. That's what was advertised, right? So... <laughs> yeah. But from one of the organizers, um she said that the company that they were renting it from said they were going to give them like a really big one but instead it just showed up and it was just a kitty sized pool ball pit that you could probably fit four people into now in their defense i did see in the background of a lot of those videos and pictures a bouncy castle and there are a few things in this world that are more fun than a bouncy castle i'll go to my grave with And then there was a rumor that someone pissed in the ball pit, but that was never confirmed. Yeah. However, that same organizer did say she spilled her Taco Bell with 
nacho cheese into the ball pit. No. So maybe that's where people are getting it confused with. Now this is now this is something that they've been planning for a year. Like the ball pit was like one of the main reasons to like not like the main reason, like well, I mean, it was to me, but yes, but I mean, like, <laughs> a lot of people went for Welcome to Night Vale, like, that was their main reason for going, and a lot of people went for uh, steam-powered giraffes, you know? But, like, to see this massive ball pit that they were talking about, that was supposed to have, like, you know, I think at one point they said something like 50,000 balls, like, they wanted, but, like, the idea, at least, you know, on paper was, like, they wanted to have a whole ball pit room, and the very noble concept like yeah that sounds really fun but like one unprepared 19 year old kid and two 30 year olds that don't give a shit like that's the fact that they even got a baby pool ball pit is impressive to me (laughs) you know (laughs) like yeah my goodness you know uh yeah so that that doesn't that didn't surprise me. No, 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 no. Don't you you're giving them way too much yeah, credit. Yeah, too much that credit. Ball pit, yeah. <laughs> that ball pit started off as a Tumblr joke between like actually just random Tumblr guys, and it picked up steam where somebody just went, Hey, we can do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> that just that's just ludicrous. Like I can't believe that. But like so, like something that was a joke and then all of a sudden one day like going over the stuff and oh, does anyone did anyone remember to get the ball pit? Like like, like, do, do they just the, it, it went from funny joke to like, oh crap, where's the ball pit? Like, the, the, that many people weren't paying attention, you know? They uh, also illegally broadcasted the movie Pacific Rim to a couple hundred people. And then people on Twitter were trying to contact the director, Guillermo del Toro, and try to get them into trouble. <laughs> like, hey, they're illegally showing your movie here at DashCon. Well, Oh, they, they actually did it again with the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, which is a Josh Whedon joint. Yeah. They were able to... So basically, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Horrible. Oh, yeah. It's actually really... Like, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great little show. And essentially, they were advertising it, and then somebody got a hold of Josh Whedon, and basically, he shut the whole thing down. Yeah, it was going to be because apparently, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog sing-along. They were yeah. going to sing-along to this. It was basically a musical... Written by Joss Whedon, starring uh, Neil Patrick Harris. It's, it's pretty fun. It's a nice huh. little thing. It's it's fun and it's it's an easy thing. Like I can imagine a bunch of drama kids getting together to do okay. it. Uh, it. It's the kind of thing where this would, you know, you throw it on somewhere and a bunch of kids would just do it out of habit. Uh, you apparently have to pay somebody to do it if you're going to charge people to go. Yeah, Get out of town. In, this, in this setting, you need permission first. Man. Yeah, that was the only thing that piqued my interest out of the 700 things that were on here. I was like, hey, Dr. <laughs> Horrible, I love that thing. You know, The hotel, it's, uh, I think it was on day two, the, they, the hotel was like, you guys need to pay us right now. No, I think it was that Friday night. I think they said 9 p.m. Friday night. That's where they're like, okay, where's the rest oh, so of our it's money? The, the end of day one. Yeah, the end of day one. The hotel's like, hey, we want our money now. And uh, the organizer said, well, we only have $3,000. And so that's, so it was Friday night was they were, they, I think it was with an hour left before they had to close and then 
basically meaning they'd have to close and cancel the whole convention after that. So I have the, this is what they put on their Dashcon blog for everyone to read. So this is on the Dashcon Tumblr. Uh, urgent help, please. Hello, Dashcon. Please help. The upper management of the hotel is threatening to shut down Dashcon unless we give them $17,000 by 10 p.m. Central Time tonight. Please go to Dashcon.org and click the Donate button and give her anything you can. Unless we get this by tonight, everything is canceled. We suspect it's due. Now, here's... Let's see if this is true or not. We suspect it's due to the fact that upper management does not like the people at this con. Please, please donate what you can. Thank you. Thank you. We have an hour. That's the last line. Thank you. We have an hour. Like it's a freaking bomb, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh, no, they weren't wrong. It was. (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh, man. This is where kind of the math, I mean, in my research, I wasn't too sure what the math was. Because, yeah, you said it was the door sales was the 3,000? They claimed to only get 3,000 from door sales. Okay. So they gave the 3,000 to the hotel, and they went to the, you know. They they gathered everybody into this room. Right. And they're telling everybody, either cash or PayPal, we need $17,000. Right. Okay. Did you figure out the math? <laughs> okay, so they they were able to get it. They got the seventeen thousand, uh, most of it coming from PayPal, uh, and they were able to keep the hotel open. But I want to do a little aftermath math, if I may. So um, there was uh, a guy on YouTube who did a ten minute. Um, what's his name? Um, did a ten minute video the, on it. Uh... Internet historian? Yeah, internet historian. And so he did the math, and he took a tally of everyone in the room. But then he also was able to get his hands on a um, uh, transactions transactions that were going on. And uh, the transaction from ticket sales was not $3,000. The the amount of money they made from the ticket sales was actually $8,000. But they lied to the hotel and said they only had $3,000. Wow. And then on so so then they got the seventeen thousand on top of that from all the people in the room that used PayPal mostly. And they they only got a buck you know, like a half a bucket full of cash from people throwing cash into a bucket and they promised to pay those people back. How the fuck are you gonna remember how are you gonna keep track of people throwing dollars into a bin? You know? So that's not gonna happen, you know. So so their expenses, they claimed that they had to spend $6,700 to keep the hotel open. $2,000 on personal and business expenses and stuff like that. So the whole weekend, the those three organizers pretty much pocketed $9,000. Wow. So this is what happens when you have organizers who don't know what they're doing. And they just are like, oh, cool, free money. We get to keep this. And then, you know, wow. and then you have one 19-year-old girl, that poor girl, I feel so bad for her because she's just trying trying to get this thing going. And she's just one 19-year-old girl, doesn't know how to run a concert you know, or convention. And so, yeah, they, 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 they were able to get the money together and they were able to do Saturday and Sunday. But I don't know, did anyone actually show up Saturday or Sunday? I don't think many people. It didn't, didn't sound like it. 
from what I could find. <laughs> I know that they were working hard to get um what's it those um those the what's it the Baker what the Baker girls? Oh the Baker Street babes. So so basically during that whole incident where they tried to get all that money a lot of those guys at 350 people in the room were pretty much your guys who were going to be there for the long haul, right? Those are the guys from like, I'm going to be here every day for the week. Right. The problem is you've just asked them and you pulled their heartstrings and said, this thing you love the most, i.e. it was me in ApeCon, you know, the random fucking indie comic guy who I love his work because he just writes about his real life and how much his, his penis sucks and how much he hates his girlfriend <laughs> and all that shit. And I'm like, this person is like, this person I connect with, not Superman, fuck that guy, but this unwashed dude who writes like black and white comics only. <laughs> and, he, and he's asking for my money. Here you go, motherfucker. So like, that's, that's who's pulling at my heartstring. Like I can imagine myself being in that room. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him the cash that I was going to spend on Artist Row. I was going to spend on food. I was going to spend on stuff because I believe in Dashcon and I need to keep going. So the problem that occurred is even if you are, you know, you got a few dollars on you to spend during a, uh, basically a long weekend. Now that I've given you most of my money to keep the project going, I now don't have anything to spend for the next two days. So a lot of stuff, a lot of those guys, those hardcore guys, that's probably all you got. And unfortunately that also meant that they didn't have any more money to spend because you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you bought into the idea of, well, we need to keep this going because obviously you don't realize you're being scammed. Um, the, the one, the other part of it too, and the real, the reason why I think that's probably, that's probably the max for the next few days is after they, they basically, the, the, uh, the organizers basically formed themselves in a way and it's kind of perfect. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not. I feel like they did. Uh, it's us Dashcon versus the Renaissance hotel group. And they don't understand us. They don't like you guys and they are extorting us for, for our money. Um, so it's us versus them. And there's this moment where they all stand up. I don't, I've never seen hunger games, but they all stand up and they all raise their hands and do some kind of hunger. Games I've never seen it either. Show. Oh yeah. yeah. So as, as a sign of solidarity, imagine like the Jesse Owens, you know, fist in the air kind of thing only for idiots. <laughs> I, as somebody who has never been a part of something like that, I don't, I've never been the kind of guy to get swelled up in that kind of moment. I don't really know what that feels like, but when I was looking at the faces of everybody in that room who had their hands up like that, I saw a group of people who legitimately bought into the con, right? They bought into the idea of these are the people that recognize me. This is where my voice is being heard and I'm here to save us. Um, it sucks because as you know, they have one ball pit and one poor GameCube or whatever the fuck it is with the broken controller. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you have to really, really believe in it. So it's something that I've never, I don't believe in anything, <laughs> but at the, at the same time, I, I've never, there's a part of me where I'm like, I kind of am jealous. That was of that halfway got, Beatles quotes. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I know, but they, they got, they got right in that moment of, you know, the imagine like if this is a movie, and the music is swelling. They made their money. They shove it in the Renaissance face. They all raise their fists in the air. We are going to have our convention, whether you like it or not. Forgetting that this is a billion-dollar corporation who gives you know conventions to anybody that can pay their twenty grand. They don't give a shit what you do. Right. You know at all, at all. 
they're they don't care. A fucking public library allows Nambla to come in. You think you think you know that that <laughs> fucking Renaissance group cares? Just give me my money. Yeah. Um, so that so obviously the next two days aren't going to go very well. Just like you were saying, the Baker Street Babes they were basically told. So whenever ever it comes to guests at a convention, the key word is guests, right? You pay for their lodging. You pay oh, for right, their, the their taxi to get yeah. in, right? You pay for you pay for their food usually. Um, you pay for stuff because their name is supposed to draw people in. You don't make them pay for their own stuff. So when it came to those guys, I want to say them and a few of the other groups all basically just got into an Airbnb and where they are just like, we're not, you know what I mean? We, we're not getting anything for this. We're getting screwed. Right. When it comes to the steampunk giraffe, they actually canceled like weeks before. Yes. And we're still being, you, you know, their yeah. names are still being used. That they had a know? lot of time to replace them and they didn't. So No, because why would you? Why would you? If you were already hyping them and you have no, but, you know, honesty. But they painted the narrative of like, no, they canceled. Yeah, I feel like they would have done that a lot. The narrative that the narrative paints you in a bad light, you just paint a different narrative. That's that was their 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 motto. Just change the narrative to something that doesn't make me look as bad. And it and it makes you feel like shouldn't they get sued for that? Since they knew ahead of time they weren't gonna be here, but they kept advertising that they were. But from what I heard it was just because even if you decided to sue them, the amount of money you'd get wouldn't be enough to cover your lawyer expenses. So right. it's just not worth and, it. And who's going to sue them? You know, like these, yeah. these 300, you know, like don't know better teenagers, you know, with <laughs> mom and dad's credit card, like that, that that's just yeah. not going to happen, you know? And uh, when it was all said and done, they, I think they said something like the door sales were something more like 10,000, you know, and they pocketed that, they already pocketed that like, uh, you know, that money from the donations. So they said all in all, uh, those three people pretty much pocketed $15,000. Dang. So, so they, we got robbed of an amazing Saturday where at 9am you could join sewing basics (laughs) or Dumbledore's army meeting. You know, you could chill around for a little bit, maybe hit up a little McDonald's. And then at 11 o'clock you can go to Hey There Brony, which I'm not surprised. Um, the, the, the thing that made you crawl out of bed to come over making tea with Kara McGee is back <laughs> with, with a fear, we got, with a vengeance. Uh, we already know that the night, the night veil live reading is gone because obviously they showed up, said, Oh, we're getting nothing for this. Fuck all that. Well, so there are- <laughs> do you want me to talk about it? <laughs> okay. So they did actually showed up Friday night. But Dashcon, the agreement was when they arrived, they would pay them half of whatever it was. And then after the reading, they'd give them the other half. But Friday night, they show up, and it's a surprise that Dashcon promised them, saying, don't worry, you're going to get paid, but just stay the night. They had, I don't know if they had a, from what I heard, they had a Dashcon card, I guess, but it was supposed to be, I guess, their credit card that they gave to the hotel and said, hey, don't worry, when you guys check out, just use that card. So Night Vale stayed that night. And then when Saturday came around, they're not dumb. They're, they're, they're like, Hey, we want our money now before the live reading. And if we don't get our money, we're going to walk. And Dashcon didn't have the money. So they left 
And as they're going and checking out, the Dashcon card is missing. So the hotel is like, um, yeah, we can't charge them. So you guys have to pay for the hotel stay. <laughs> so Night Vale, poor them, had to pay for everything as you know everybody else had to. And I guess the cherry on top of it, from what I heard, was Night Vale canceled their European tour or trip for DashCon for this. Can you imagine how upset they are? I don't think are? they canceled the entire tour. I know that they stopped touring for this one moment, which you know must have been painful as hell. Because, like, it, it, I don't, I've never uh, listened to a single episode of Nightville, but I know that they were popular. I know they must have been good at whatever the radio show was. So who knows how many people in their audience they would normally get a night. So here you go, going, you know what? We're going to do the right thing. We're going to go to this convention. We're going to be exposed to 5,000 more people. It's going to be great. And you show up, and there's a, a ball pit with piss in it. <laughs> and the, the the setup show right before you is femdom cake decorating. And I would I don't know what I would do with that. Because what was it? Around midnight that it was supposed to be with the live reading, and then like an hour goes by, and then they finally come out and tell them. like So basically, Night Vale walked on us. And they, I think from what I heard, they changed the rules or whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it, that said you can't get refunds for yeah, it. Yeah, no refunds. They but changed the websites mid-convention. Mid-convention. <laughs> but don't worry. They offered them, again, free mints from the hotel and an extra hour in the ball pit. <laughs> That's the bet. Here, I'll I'll read the um I'll read the official statement they put on the Ashcon website from Saturday night. I and this is just uh I don't know if I have enough sarcasm in my voice. I'll, I'll do my best. <clears throat> Hi, Dashcon attendees. Boy, it's been a crazy weekend this weekend, and we literally cannot apologize enough for all the crazy things that have happened. With regards to today, and welcome to Night Vale, we don't want to get into it, <laughs> but we want to officially say that we did we did have the money for Night Vale, and a large majority of it was cash. The reminder, the remainder was available via PayPal, but unfortunately, PayPal was malfunctioning, and they were unwilling to wait. Wah, wah. For those of you who had reserve seats. We are giving you guys an extra hour with the ball pit, as well as an entry each into our raffle, where we will be giving away a framed Stanley autograph, and a framed Richard Armitage autograph, and a framed Walking Dead photo with the full cast autographs, a signed Martin Freeman autograph, and more. So many cool prizes. Additionally, you'll be allowed first-come, first-served places at the Time Crash concert tonight for what extra room we have. For those who bought just daily tickets to see Night Vale, you're welcome to a free Sunday daily badge. Please accept this as our apology for the last cancellation. It was very, very last minute. And I assure you, we did all we could. By the way, like, was Martin Freeman really that hot? At that time, where you would the, you would actually like literally put your name in a drawing for Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, Freeman the Hobbit. Yeah, he's he's the Hobbit. He's you know was in a. Bilbo. I'm not Bilbo sure. Baggins? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's something I would. Hop it out in 2014. Probably show. No, fuck no. No, he was. He was. Um, he was on the Sherlock. Uh, home show. This this really was a Sherlock convention. You realize that, right? Like this was a Sherlock. Do now. There's no other way to say it. Let's not. Let us not forget Teen Wolf. (laughs) Yep, Teen Wolf. I did. I did. How could I? I did what? What was it? What's the deal with Beals? What's the deal with Beacon Hills? Was one of the uh, was one of the panels, and I had to look that up. And it is the town from the Teen Wolf uh, CW show, not the much more popular Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox from the eighties. We we're talking just the Teen Wolf from the Teen Show. So let's have a whole panel about the town from the show Teen Wolf. On the CW network, it's just not a waste of time at all. I'm sorry, I lost energy just trying to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> you deflated faster than ball pit, my friend. <laughs> so, Shadow, my friend, what do you know about anything that ended up with these uh, three organizers that we we keep calling them organizers, but it's really not the Can't appropriate we even call yeah. <laughs> and we um well, they did try to go for another Dashcon. Dashcon 2015. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> after how well this one ended up. So, they they did try to move it to another state. I think New Mexico was from what I heard. And this time they tried to hide their identities, but when you call it Dashcon again, well, obviously, people know about it, and they just got so much hate mail and even some death threats. So, good. <laughs> I mean, so, New Mexico, you you know, yeah. you run the risk of running into Heisenberg, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, the fact that none of these losers can make good in a death threat does not surprise me. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, after what we've just talked about, I mean, you can just imagine everyone is just like. Dashcon is just stuck in their brain, and anytime you mention it, they're just going to have those negative memories of it. They're, they're so embarrassed that every skinny kid with an AR is basically throwing away their manifesto the moment Sunday night hits. <laughs> oh my hits. god! Yeah. Damn, Mike. <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah. So, so they had to change the name, and so they went with let's go with EmojiCon. But unfortunately, not a conflict of interest at all. But unfortunately, it is trademark, so they cannot use that name. So their genius idea was let's just call it Emodacon. Emodacon. Um, now, the interesting thing I remember I, I reading about this. So the three organizers, uh, Roxanne, May, and King. So the the. Uh, Organizers of Emoticon uh, was they the Megan Kane. Apparently, the whole time at Dashcon, they uh, all Megan Kane did was talk shit about Roxanne, and and oh. Roxanne was the only one putting things together. And I feel like it was kind of one of those instances where uh, that you know when you have two people that are half-assed and one person who's full-assed, making the half-assed people look bad. It is the job of the two half-assed people 
to tear down that person who's trying so hard. You know, so that of course. <laughs> so when it came time, yeah, yeah look at mm -hmm. this. Look at this motherfucking try hard, trying their hardest, hardest, hardest. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 1 p.m. I've added a new convention panel. It's going to be called Why Is Your Hair Stupid and You're a Pew? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Emoticon was uh, was only run by Meg and Kane, and they had, had gave the boot to uh, Rock, poor 19-year-old Roxanne. So they, oh, they locked okay. her out of the DashCon accounts and started this whole new Emoticon. So... And I think they used the same contract from DashCon. Like, they didn't even bother to change the words. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did but, they use the same picture, too? The uh, the one that they also got in trouble because it was copyrighted. It wouldn't be half-assed if they if they used the full you know, making something new, you know? <laughs> well, from what I heard, they were trying to keep it a secret, but people found out even about that, and so, again, they got hate mail for it. But they did get as far as selling tickets, pre-sale tickets. Oh, no. And they did raise some money on Indiegogo. But after a while, from all the hate messages, I'm sure, they decided, well, I guess we should just shut it down. And they liquidated the company. And just as you guys mentioned uh, earlier, they got to keep all the money. It was a flexible goal. Yeah. Yep. They got to keep all that pre-sale tickets. And then, boom, gone. Scammed one last time. There you, one last big hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> and you there say, you have it. What do you say we get together for a few, few hits, maybe some new ones? <laughs> God, get the band back together. God. So, and, you know, uh, nobody really knows what's going down with, uh, with any of those people. I think I think people kept up with uh, Roxanne over the years, and uh, I think she's doing well. Because I, I think everyone, for the most part, liked her and realized that she was just doing everything she possibly could have, you know, given the, you know, she, uh, the horrible circumstance she was in. And I think she's really the only one that really wanted this thing to break, you know? So... Yeah, that's what's kind of sad, because in, in reality, as someone who doesn't know anything about Tumblr, obviously, yeah. I do understand the, the passion of, here is going to be a place where we all can get together and hang out with like-minded people. I, a lot of, I know we're kind of goofing on a lot of the, the panels, but some of those panels, like if you were, I don't know, another 17, 18-year-old kid during that time period, you saw all this LGBTQ stuff, especially back then, that was a big voice for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can 100% just understand somebody looking forward to one of the, I don't know, there's got to be at least half a dozen of the panels that are just about those things that will appeal to you. Because you got to remember, the, the whole thing started because of this community that was all about these kinds of stories, right? These kinds of things. And once, you know, I remember watching one of the interviews where I it's got to be the last day of the, the, the convention. And I don't remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it was Roxanne, but I'm not 100% sure. Talking about the uh, how they were going to learn from their mistakes, how they're going to do this, yeah. how they're going to do that. And it, it you know, I, I believe that there is real truth to that because she's still talking to a room of people 
who, when you look out to them, 100% believe that they're going to have another chance at this and make it better. And she, you know, I, I watched that video, and, you know, for a young kid, she really looked, she was the most adult person on the whole panel of people twice her age, you know? So, I was like, you know, that's pretty... Okay. She's definitely the one out of everybody who truly believed that this was going to not only get pulled off, but also there's going to be more in the future. Whatever, however community um, rallied in the very beginning, they were just going to keep rallying, right? They were just going to keep doing it. Um, it, it sucks because I know that it says, even for me as somebody who has no real interest in anything, any of these people, any of these panels whatsoever, and I fucking love Dr. Horrible sing along blog, and I would never go to that shit. <laughs> and, but at the same time, I'm glad it existed. You know what I mean? I'm glad it was cool for somebody. Um, and taking that away is, is disappointing. Um, but then again, I'm also looking at titles like Hannibal. Where did we come from? You know what I mean? Like, okay. You know what I mean? This, it, it's, it, it's all about, not about the show. It's all about the surprising uproar from Tumblr, from the Fanables. Will shock just about everybody, and I'm looking at that going like, knowing what Tumblr is, I'm like, is this the get together for all the cannibal porn?